Hey there, everyone. Hi, Liam's pointing at me, and, and I feel, oh, I don't know how to make of it. Yeah, I mean, I, my the joke was I point at you, you don't say anything, and then I talk. And yeah. The audience is none the wiser, but that's not what happened. Uh, has it been a grip? I've lost count. I don't the think days it's been have a turned grip. into weeks, turned into months, sunrise, sunset. I think that we have slowly but surely started to kind of reform around our new bi weekly format. Finally, finally, some representation. <laughs> Ah, man. This is Media Majors. It's a storytelling podcast about major media. My name is Thomas Lockney, and I like to tell stories from the realms of video games and internet culture. And my name's Liam. I just ate a yogurt. Uh, Mm. I talk about, you know, the things you watch on the the screens. You know those screens that your family gathers around, to the altars to pray to? Shit, yeah, I do, bro. Yeah, that's what I do. Um... Fucking take a wild guess what I'm talking about, everybody. Uh, I don't actually know, but that's fine. (laughs) Take a fucking wild guess. Sometimes there are themes to the stories we tell that tie them together. Other times there are not. I believe this is a there are not. You really can't guess what I'm talking about. It's literally been in the news all week. I... Oh, wait, okay, I think yeah. I might have figured it out. All right, well, you know what? Hey, this will be a fun surprise for me and the listeners. I'm not going to guess and have you answer. All right, I'm going first this week. Oh, I thought I was going first. Oh, you're going first. Yeah, I'm we going just first. discussed this. You're yeah. going first. Go first. Uh, before we start, I'm going to tell a personal story of a thing, uh, a quick content warning. It's not a crazy, like, crazy bonkers, you know, dark story, uh, but, you know, if, if, if you're here for just good yucks, maybe hit the fast forward just a little bit. Um, it, it, is, it is a little unsettling. I'll put it in a time code. Yeah, Tom will put it in the time code. Uh, in college... In the description. I met a kid... No, put it in now. Tell <laughs> them now what time it is. Uh, in college, I met a kid who was a very famous director's son. Uh, and this very famous director's son was also studying to be a filmmaker. His dad was really famous. Like, I actually didn't realize it, but I had a poster of one of his dad's movies in my apartment growing up. That's like how famous wow. uh, this this guy is. Uh, and for the most part, his son, when I first met him, was nice. I mean, you'd hear stories about him skipping class or just not trying very hard, but mm-hmm. we were 19 and we kind of all just assumed he'd ride off his dad's coattails anyways. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, you know, I, at the same time, I knew another kid who, he he wasn't the son of a very famous director, he was the son of a very famous showrunner, mm-hmm. but he still worked really hard. He just worked really hard at, like, production gigs and not in class, so we thought this might have been the same thing. We were 19, and we didn't really care, and I don't think I was even in film school yet. Um, then the very famous director's son tried to make a short with my friend, who, for clarity's sake, we're going to call Chet. That's not his real name. Uh, Chet was going to have to, in the scene, strip down to his underwear, and then the very famous director's son would go at him with a box cutter. Oh my god. Um, so time well, is I mean, kind like, of... probably not really that, so time right? is So time has muddied the details. I don't remember if Chet got to set, and then this happened, and then he left, or if, like, Chet got to set, was okay with the underwear thing, and then the box cutter was brought out, and then he... He didn't get... Cutter. He didn't... My friend did not get slashed. Right, cool. My friend is okay. He's, like, totally fine. But this, um completely changed all of our image about who the very famous director's son truly was, and we never hung out with the very famous director's son again. Anyways, I don't really care where he is or what he's doing. What's important is we're never going to know if he got in on Merit or Name alone. I would not be shocked if the very famous director's son will end up being a filmmaker anyways. Uh, you should, in a perfect world, all school would be free like it is in certain places. Yeah. What I'm trying to get at, though, is that the current, like, 
arrests that were just made are kind of fucking great. Uh, I don't know if anyone's been paying attention to the news, but Full House star Lori Loughlin oh, has been okay. straight up arrested I didn't know. for paying $500,000 to bribe her daughter into college. That's so wild to me. Um, it's wild for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's wild because it proves my point that money rots your brain and makes it turns it into Swiss cheese where you can't do like basic functions. It proves the point that women are treated very differently in the media. Both Lori Loughlin and her husband had been arrested. Felicity Huffman, another actress who's married to William H. Macy, one of the most actors, uh, he has not been arrested. She has been arrested. Mm. And a lot of people are like, wow, isn't this interesting? And it certainly is. Mm -hmm. The sexism of it is what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. Was that not clear? I understood. <laughs> um, Lori Laughlin was on Full House uh, and has made her career do... Hmm? Was she also on Fuller? Uh, she would like appear on Fuller. She's not a regular. Mm. Um, but she's more famous for being in a ton of Hallmark movies, which is hilarious because Hallmark is definitely going to make a movie out of this, and oh, they should shit. let Lori Laughlin play herself. Oh, boy, that would be... So this is less of a story and more of a campaign Yeah, that for Lori Laughlin to play herself in the White Collar movie dangerously cheating or whatever dumb fucking hell yeah let's pay this rich person more money for committing a crime basically what happened is a bunch of rich parents were caught doing stupid things bribing uh college officials to get their kids God, on placements photoshopping their kids faces onto athletes to prove that they play sports when they don't and generally just being shitty a lot of people are laughing at them though specifically because of Lori laughlin's daughter olivia jade Olivia Jade is an influencer, which is unfortunately a real job that people can get oh, that uh, that even small influencers make a pretty decent living on for essentially doing nothing. Uh, capitalism is a poison slowly killing humanity from the inside. <sighs> Guess who I'm voting for in the election? It's a trick question because it's all a nightmare. <laughs> You're not going to go for Beto? Uh, no, am I gonna go for the guy who lost to Ted Cruz? No. He could have. He could have no. fucking had the Senate scene. He could have had no. it. He could have had it, but no, he wants to. Be, he wants to be in it. I'm oh, gonna play bass during the debates. Don't do that. Oh. Don't do that, Beto. Um, Olivia J is an influencer, uh, and she was really worried that getting into USC, which she didn't actually get in, she was bribed to get in five hundred thousand dollars, which is That's money that so could help money. people. Flint still doesn't have clean water. Uh, Olivia Jade got told this was all happening on a yacht. Uh, she wasn't even probably going to go to college because it was going to interfere with her jet-setting influencing career. Um, wait, are you serious? Yeah, 100%. Before the scandal happened, it was, it, she wasn't going to be... Okay, you know what? Not to, play, not, to, not to play devil's advocate here, but if I was an influencer and I was making a shitload of money... I wouldn't money go to, to college! Take, ...to take, like, nice photographs with myself with, like, so, like I, Sephora, right? She lost her Sephora She lost her Sephora sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she lost the Amazon one. Um, the Amazon student one she done, which is now the funniest thing in the world. But I don't think I would be... I mean, I guess, though... Well, you know what? Like, how... I wonder, this is, sorry, this is like a little tangential, but I wonder if we're going to sort of have like a, you know how like, and this is not a value judgment, but like some actors or like musicians later in life will like not be in their creative industries anymore and, and will then have to like seek alternate income, but will maybe not have 
the the like skill set that society expects because you're they worried don't about have. the influencers. Well, I'm just I'm just like pondering whether or not we're gonna see like because uh, it's like a very um, just by nature of like when it got invented, like I feel like a millennial trend. Like it, it's presuming we make it that long and like. 10, 15, I don't know how long the life of an influencer is in terms can't of their career. It can't be super long. But I can't imagine it's more than five years. I wonder, I don't know about Unless that. you're one of the well, big well, ones. Well, no, 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 because, like, well, that's the thing, is, like, in gaming, there's, like, a ton of old guard influencers. Uh, yeah, like, Dr. Disrespect has been, a, that fucking racist, has been around since, like, Call of Duty YouTube gaming scene. I, I feel like I feel like it's a, it's, it's a uh, industry by industry, case by case basis then, because I think certain... Influ- like I feel like the makeup influencing world, uh, there's a short lifespan to yeah, the influencers because of the nature of the product, and also and also because of like how society will like devalue older women and like makeup and stuff. Like there's yeah, they, I don't know why I said the nature like, of the product. Spot. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. meant. D- yeah, yeah. Disregard the thing I said. I, ma- okay. Makeup is fine. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sometimes I say things and the brain knows what I'm saying and the mouth is kind of scrambling trying to be like, how do we put this thought together? I don't know. Sorry, that was just a thought that occurred no, to me. Sorry, that's interesting. Continue. I mean, the story's pretty much done. Like, she lost her Sephora deal and she got told on a yacht that her mom's being arrested and that she's probably not going to get into school. God, but here's man. the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So let us take joy in the follies of the wealthy as they topple from their ivory towers, but let us not forget to reflect on those who deserve the opportunities and try not to lose our collective shit when nothing truly comes of this. Yeah. That's a quote by me. I wrote that today at work, and I'm quite proud of it. Uh, the story is, there's a lot more to the story. It's been covered to death. I didn't feel like I had anything story-wise to bring on it, but what I do want to start is, one, Lori Laughlin needs to play herself in the eventual TV movie that is made of this. Two, um... I kind of want to follow, I want to like follow this along in real time, so uh, expect updates going on, I, but I would like to say right now, I don't think anything as bad is going to happen, I don't think anything's going to change, and I think this will just kind of be a blip in a, in one, once the trial, which will happen in like fucking six months or whatever, is done. Yeah. Could you, and also, the th- I like, that's so wild to me, just like, I was literally talking with, I was talking with uh, our friends that I saw earlier today um, about this, like... I don't know, like, I definitely think that we have, like, very complicated feelings in college because I don't think that, like, we got a lot out of it. I certainly had, like, a very traumatic time in college. It was not very fun, and I feel like paying, uh, like, a lot of money to go to a place to get, like, traumatized by just, like, how fucking terrible people are uh, is, like, terrible and bad. But also, like, I don't know, college, it's so, it's complicated because, like, society, like, requires, it doesn't require, but, like, heavily favors people who do go to college and and so it can create opportunities it just we do not live in a meritocracy and and it just makes me so you know sad. the guy who came up with that word meant it only use it in satire really i didn't yep. know that yep all right well we're just gonna take a break and when we come back it's time for we're gonna story. start a meritocracy People ask me, why should I listen to your podcast? Because there's like 10 million X-Files podcasts in there. I say, one, we give great commentary. Because all those other X-Files podcasts, they're just like fucking masturbating over Chris Carter's creation. Yeah. Number two, we will make you come. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Yeah, it's going to happen. Well. We're- We'll hit a button sooner or later. Yeah, we're, you know what? We're going to cover so many fucking hot topics, and one of them, someday, going to be yours. Gonna and be you yours. might not even know it. <laughs> you'll be sitting there listening, you'll be like, 
oh, damn. <laughs> I completed. And I didn't even know that was my thing. Five stars. <laughs> Review, please. Catch the Double X Files Tuesdays at noon on your favorite podcast app. Baby, we'll treat you so right. Hi, everybody. Sorry, we gave up on the meritocracy <laughs> thing really quick. All right. Uh, I, mine is also will come with like a, a the heavy light content warning where I am talking. I am referencing uh, 8chan because it's like integral. And, and for anybody who knows, 8chan is a website that was created to disseminate child pornography. So that will be getting mentioned. Hi, it's me, everybody. Tom. I wrote this story a while ago and really undersold the content warning. Heavy content warning for, for like, just 8chan, uh, all the things that I mentioned earlier, but heavy now. Yeah. Toy Headquarters, THQ for short, began life in the 1990s. Though they would end up focusing on the games industry, they began as a board, uh, a broad toy-slash-hobbyist company. They released their first game, Peter Pan and the Pirates, in Dope. 1991. Uh, I don't think anybody really remembers that game. Like I, I in you T do. In you just said it right well, now. I, you crushed it into existence. I looked it up because, like, that's the thing is, like, in THQ's like heyday when they were getting like a lot of uh, positive press about like the history of their company. I, I don't really recall anyone ever like delving into like, whoa, Peter Pan and the Pirates. <laughs> Uh, but apparently it must have done them uh, well enough for them to pivot their focus. In 1993, they acquired Black Pearl Software of Chicago, a game dev studio. And in 94, fully pivot to game production. For the rest of the decade, uh, they keep acquiring game studios, or dev studios, sorry. Though they don't quite hit their stride until the aughts. Um, by 2006, they acquire 11 studios. Here are some of the big names. Blue Tongue Entertainment, best known for De Blob. Uh, actually, like I think the De Blob one and two are like pretty good, like platforming collectathons. I that De Blob came out like past that genre's prime. Uh, Chaos Studios, which launched the Homefront series, which is like very uneven, but but like made a big splash. Vigil, Darksiders one and two, Relic, uh, who made a bunch of Warhammer games, Volition. Saints Row, Red Faction, and Descent. Hmm. That's that's I think their biggest get of all these. I don't I don't think anybody would. Uh, I fucking speak. hate Saints Row. I wait wait which one Saint Saints Row is, is that the... the one with like a lot of irreverent South Park humor? It kind of is. Yeah, yeah. my friend, my roommate got it, and I watched him play once. It was a nightmare. I uh, did not like it. It was I, the fourth one. Oh, the fourth one is also. Well, I'll I'll get into. I will. I know I say that all the time on the show, and then never actually get into it. But this time, I promise, I will get into it. <laughs> Other properties they were involved with as a publisher and developer were Destroy All Humans, uh, Metro 2033, and Stalker, Shatter, a Shadow of Chernobyl, which is like considered the the like apex of that, uh, you know, like Chernobyl kind of like based off of um, the film Stalker. That that sort of aesthetic, mm. it's, it's considered sort of like the paragon of that. They see financial success partly due to the strength of these developers and properties, but also because they're cornering the market on licensed kids' games, specifically Nickelodeon. Like, all that... You know all those, like, Battle for Bikini Bottom yeah. and shit? Yeah. That was THQ. Yeah, that's why I know THQ. Yeah. 
I played that SpongeBob game. It's fucking hella good. So what they've done is carve out a space for themselves as like a mid-tier publisher. Like I, I hesitate because I think it's a really wishy-washy term, double A, because it's not quite like triple A, like yeah. Activision or whatever. Um, but I feel like that's a wishy. Like I feel like that term doesn't really like mean anything or have any identifiable traits. Like people were like vampire which came out in 2018 was a double a game and like i guess but like what what unites that like doing is it budgetary like there's no real metric for what is a double a so but it's a, I, so i'm going to refer to it as like a mid-tier publisher which is maybe broader but i think less stupid i wish you wouldn't um but it's a precarious position to be in which is why there aren't a ton anymore yeah really any it feels I like mean, that's not true but it, it feel it, it really does feel like there's either indie or triple a no in between there's yeah and like i think i think ubisoft has like no, ubisoft kind of, well like has kind of Asshole. crawled <laughs> crawled itself out from like being mid-tier like i mean like that's the thing is like assassin's yeah. creed was like the highest selling ip and that oh, was a decade so ago two is well, I mean, maybe those um, things don't hold have up you very play, well. Have you played two recently? I don't know. I, I, I look back on those fondly. Maybe they don't. They're 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 uh... so much potential. Um, but yeah, there's not like a ton because it's a precarious position because like you just have less margin of error. You like that? I think that maybe maybe that's what uh, uh, is like an identifier of double A is like. What's your margin of error if if a project tanks? You know, yeah. Um, how many losses can you withstand? Uh, which is, and this is like especially bad when the recession hits in two thousand and eight. Uh, Could have warned them. Con yeah. Compounding that, free internet games also render a lot of their licensed properties redundant, and they begin selling the studios that made them. Yeah, oh, man, I maybe I should do a media major story about this too, but like, licensed games were fucking everywhere and they were all terrible pretty much but like people bought them anyways because it was like oh cool like we recognize that character but yeah. then like online like flash games and, and and just like i mean like how many fucking weird ass like elsa's a zombie and she's pregnant make her not sick anymore like there's a million of those online and so like why spend a shitload of money to make a game that a kid probably won't get because they're too busy watching like spider-man gets killed by momo with no fingers on youtube or whatever yeah when's the last time a video game adaptation movie came out you mean like a a, a, a movie, movie adaptation adapt of a video, video game yeah, yeah, maybe like assassin's creed yeah no no like no a... there was something more recent and i'm totally forgetting what it is not I important like, i feel like there no no the reason i bring that up is i feel like there are so many in development which is weird because i feel like they don't do very well but at the same time, I feel like there are I, the, like the last time I remember seeing a video game of an IP of a movie already made is like I can't remember. I can't remember the last time I saw the tie-in video games or something. Um, yeah, you know what? Well, oh god, there's got to be something. Maybe the first Amazing Spider-Man video game because that's actually technically a direct sequel Shit, to the first yeah. film. Yeah, fuck, I didn't even know they made that. I'm sure there's more more recently, but that's the first one. That I don't comes know, to man. You think the Marvel movies would have? this shit on lock and uh, i don't know because like marvel versus capcom is like i think the biggest 
We're going on a but big, that's, that's a big tangent. That's a big tangent. But like to me, that's not that's not a t- that's not a tie. You're that's right. Because the next thing that's coming out is Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Yeah, which will be huge. But that will have absolutely nothing to do with the MCU, which is fine. But I'm so shocked that there isn't an MCU video game. I mean, I. There's and like, do you know what? There's like probably be garbage games yeah. and stuff. But it's like, all mobile games. Not... Or fucking pub. They, they, you know, a hundred Iron Men's in a fucking <laughs> battle royale. Uh, Anyways, sorry about that. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so like, very specifically, they begin laying off the internal studios that do their license work, like the Bikini Bottom. Uh, fun fact: they actually sold big, huge games to Kurt Schilling's studio, Thirty Eight <laughs> Games, now defunct. I believe specifically to help them out with um kingdoms of amalur terrible name terrible name kurt Schilling, jesus lord terrible name got sued by the state of rhode island by the late two- episode 10 by late 2009 they're hemorrhaging but they're still in the fight and then we get to 2010 late 2010 and that's when shit just kind of like falls to pieces in a pretty naked bid to attempt recovering some of their losses thq gets into the peripheral game with the u-draw what's the u-draw What's the U-Draw, Liam? Do you know what the U-Draw is? I don't know. You've never heard of the U-Draw? U-Draw with you. Exactly. Okay. So the U-Draw is a tablet. You use it to draw on your Wii. It was announced in 2010. For, and it was the starting price was $70. Like this was, I think that this was there. This is a little, this is speculation on my part. But like peripherals are hypothetically like, you, I, I I assume you can sell them for cheaper than you can make them, mm-hmm. and it it takes less time than uh, making a video game. So like, they I remember watching videos about it at the time, and they had very big plans about this. They were like, we want to like make it so you don't just draw with this. We want to make it. We want to like expand what you can do with this, which is like theoretically a good thing. But like also, it was called the U draw, and so like. It was like, yeah, so I'm just going to draw on this then. And also, like, with the Wii, I feel like people kind of turned on peripherals. Also, because, like, this was... this was I, I, 2010, would Guitar Hero have been dead by 2010? Mm, yeah. Like, I think yeah, that... Yeah, it was dead by... I Even even if they were still making yeah. it, I think that, like, that moment had come and gone and everybody had, like, this anti-peripheral sentiment, kind of, as a result of, like, the million... What, how many people joked about, like, oh, the shitty pieces of plastic that rot in my closet for years? God, those games were so dumb. No, the Guitar Hero games? What yeah. are you fucking talking about, man? They rule. Ah, the so- You ever played DJ Hero? That shit DJ Hero is awesome. Rock Band was garbage. Rock Band? No, no, no. Actually, Rock Band. I'm a Rock Band person. You can't pick both. I can say that they're both <laughs> bad, though. But DJ Hero was, was tremendous. Um... But yeah, I think that there was like also just people were very skeptical of a, especially because it was associated with the Wii, and everybody was like, the Wii motion controls are fucking trash. Like this is like like everybody bought a Wii, yeah, but like everybody hated those uh, motion we, controls. We made a little motion brick you put in the back. It's yeah. fixed now. I oh, know I'm man. British, but I loved the Wii, man. What a terrible system. I mean, it's on GameCube. There's there's I mean like there's such good shit on the Wii. Yeah. But, but like it's so but bad. it was just it's so, so I hate that controller so much. Oh, it's so bad. The Switch is so much better. Yeah. Uh, uh Hot Take Wii U, I think was a overall better system even if they didn't do a good job supporting it. Um for it context, cool. by the way, also the Wii U would be announced in 2011 and released in 2012. So they just announced a peripheral for a console that is going to become obsolete 
in two years. And also, they announce it before the announcement of the other console. So, like, basically, so people are gonna buy it anyway. Oh, yeah, what a fucking... I don't know if the U draw would have been compatible with the Wii U. Um, it's Nintendo, of course, it wouldn't be. I, yeah, like, <laughs> what, I what are you talking about? Nintendo acts like in between. Um, systems they yeah. didn't make that system before yeah like when the why is it called the wii u uh we don't know we just came up with those is it because it has something to do with the wii what's the wii we've made the game boy and the virtual boy that's it uh 2011 then deals more blows to thq with their two big releases homefront and red faction armageddon tanking uh homefront i think kind of people saw the writing on the wall with that because like someone wrote on the wall it, well, i don't know just like someone wrote this game not good on the wall and people were like ah People were a little, I think, burned out by military shooters at that point, even though, like, because, like, we were close to COD Modern Warfare 3 at that point, and I don't know. Also, I think that the premise, though, though, like, kind of unique in the game space, was, like, I don't think it really grabbed people, and then it, it was also just, like, a very, like, mediocre shooter. I don't think that they had the budget to make that thing what it needed to be. Um... And additionally, Red Faction Armageddon was like a Red, Red Faction Gorilla is like a fucking great game, even if it's a little too open. I think, but like the the destruction was really cool, and having it be in the open world like really helped, really served what that game was. But Red Faction Armageddon was linear, so it was like, well, I can blow up the cover, I guess. And they tried to iterate on it with like regrowing things, but it just. It just wasn't the same, and the story was terrible, and it's terrible in all of them. But uh, so those things do not do well commercially or critically. Uh, I'm so furious about Red Faction. <laughs> Chaos Studios is closed, and THQ decides to abandon Red Faction entirely. Still, though, they also released Saints Row the Third in 2011, which is considered to be one of the best games of that year. I'm sure the humor has not aged well, where it's like very referential. Like we got Burt Reynolds to be the mayor, and the joke is just that he's Burt Reynolds. Yeah. And like, the, like one of their big things is like, ooh, we got we got Sasha Gray, like a porn star, to voice one of the characters, and it was like this is like a little. It's like it feels a little weird that you're leaning on that. Um, feels like a little exploitative. Um. But I, but I think it it did well. Like it's considered good, and like the humor at the time played well for like the the broader like cultural zeitgeist. Um, and then in November the U draw comes out, and nobody bought it. Like nobody, I like I don't honestly, I don't know how many people bought the U draw. It cannot be that many. It can't like, and I know that that might be like maybe tens of thousands, but like in the grand scheme that and that figure is speculative again but like it can't have been that many people because this is what sank thq they like I, and i don't know i don't know what they did with all the shit that had been manufactured you know i yeah. have no fucking idea maybe it's like an et situation they melted it down clearly they were having broad troubles but the yeah the you draw is the nail in the coffin uh, in 2012, after attempting to secure various avenues out of bankruptcy, THQ begins auctioning off its properties, many of which are currently in development. Uh, are currently in development at the time, rather. Sorry. Uh, THQ dissolves before our very eyes, and the company is no more. Most of their properties are bought, mostly by a studio called Nordic Games. 
In 2014, Nordic Games acquires the THQ trademark and rebrands as THQ Nordic in 2016 to operate as THQ Shambling Corpse. Because they, I, I think they wanted to, like, trade on the name, you know? Yeah. For the better part of the decade, they've been acquiring license after license and just sort of, like, not doing anything with them. Dope. Like, there's this weird... That's the thing that happens in video games, I've noticed. Well, and they also became... Like, it is it is particularly weird for THQ Nordic, and it became sort of mimetic, you know, where, like, people would be like, wow, THQ's, like, buying a lot of properties, and it's like, why do you, does everybody think it's, like, fun and cool that THQ just is, like, buying shit and then not doing anything with it? Like, what... I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. No, it's weird. Um... They did, however, recently release Darksiders 3, which was, by all accounts, uh, not great. Like, just, just like, not a Piss very good poor. game. Um, but also, like, again, probably didn't have the budget. As is the case with so many companies, great people working there, but the higher-ups clearly have uh, machinations and are not to be trusted. This could have remained the quiet, loud part of THQ Nordic, but instead they decided to make the loud loud when they posted... That they would be doing an AMA on unpopular, horrific website, 8chan. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, bro. Oh, I totally forgot what you were talking about. Yeah, bro. Oh, my God. Like I said at the start of this story, 8chan is a separatist force that broke from 4chan, already a website teeming with fascists, because 4chan does not allow the discussion and uh, the discussion of and participation in illegal activity, such as child sex abuse and child pornography. There are uh, message boards dedicated solely to discussing, like, what it would be like to rape a child. Like, that's the, that is the level of human being that we're dealing with here. Um, Ask us anything! Oh, Christ. It was also a popular hub during Gamergate and was specifically a platform in which Swatters organized on slash Baphomet. Um, <laughs> I forgot to pull up the tweet because they deleted it. Um, but basically, they were like, join us for an AMA on 8chan. Uh, a shout out to Mark for organizing this. We do <laughs> not know. Shout out to Mark. We have no fucking idea who Mark is. Presumably, he's one of the internet pedophiles. Shout out to Mark. Shout outs to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, it, is, it is not possible, especially in the games industry, to not know what 8chan is. There is no ignorance involved here. At, at the very best, there is like truly truly disgusting neg negligence uh hn has been delisted from google as a result of the aforementioned sexual content oh yeah okay no yeah that's that's the way that's the reason that it's like not possible that they didn't like figure yeah. it out it's because you can't find it on google it's been delisted because it's full of child porn <laughs> uh, see that's what's wrong your foundation over there anything's team of child pornography <laughs> can't build a shack out of that yeah, like mayor's gonna be all up in your ass if you don't get this zoning <laughs> situation figured out. You literally have to know how to get on there in order to visit. Uh, I don't know the URL, and you can't tell me. <laughs> you can't Please tell me God. you're not my dad. <laughs> I, like I do, I do like go on some um, uh, websites that like the right hangs out not not recreationally but for researching. <laughs> Listeners, help Liam. Do 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 do. But for, like, researching stories, I'll go on there. Sorry, but Morse like, code fans. HN, like, I will never, ever, ever visit that website. You cannot make me visit that website. Um, yeah, and not only that, but the second you visit that site, you can tell what it's about. I, I Like, again, I've never visited, but I, Dan Olson, um, I, I, I believe it's the same Dan Olson, Foldable Human, mm -hmm. on YouTube. 
I believe it was during Gamergate, but around that time, he he did write a piece, I believe it's on Medium, about what is on 8chan, and he posted, like, screenshots. It is, like, 4chan but blue uh, color scheme, and uh, he blurred some stuff out. It is pretty alarming, and it is, like, front-page shit. Um, oh, we can cut this out, but you hate that guy. <laughs> Do I? You hate one video he had he because he just got pithy about Bloodborne. When did I? Did I? You told that to me once. <sighs> I think you were half joking. I'm I loved it. I love. I, I have nothing against Dan Olson. <laughs> I love that dude, but he has a very long video on Bloodborne that looks um, boring. Maybe it was maybe it was H Bomber guy because he had like a two hour video on Dark Souls. Maybe that's what. Yeah, Dan Olson's not talk. He has not talked about Dark Souls. Yeah, he's only talked about Bloodborne. It's seventeen minutes, and it's why the bad ending is the good ending, and the good ending is the bad ending. Oh, I've never seen that video. Cool. Me neither. Who <laughs> looks bored? Should bore in his balls. Cut all of this out. Will do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that and also like both drawn and and real like this is there that like that's the whole point of the website is that these people do whatever they want to uh, it's also important to note that we know exactly who is responsible this for this uh mark yes but also a guy named philip brock the, the public relations and marketing director sorry the what director uh, public... marketing director yeah bro. shout out to the marketing director <laughs> and reinhard paulus no. The business and product development director. These are the two men who hosted the AMA and engaged with the myriad pedophiles that populate 8chan. Don't think that's an inaccurate statement if you frequent 8chan. You're, I feel pretty comfortable calling you a pedophile. I feel like we're really splitting hairs here. Uh, though it's not clear which of the two said what, we do know that the THQ AMA account joked with the pedophiles about SJWs and the, quote, big titty lolies. Uh, anyone who doesn't know, Lolly Khan is a uh, genre of hentai that is just, it's just drawn child porn. Uh, if you see that shit in anyone's sphere of activity, just shoot yourself, get out of there! You're really pushing the light content warning, the yeah. light heavy content warning we had at the beginning, bud. <laughs> Uh, Brock published an apology claiming he hadn't vetted the site properly. <laughs> which, like, you're a fool. We're not dumb. Technically, you are dumb. Technically, yeah, he did improperly vet the site. <laughs> Despite the apology, the tweets remained up for just under 24 hours, unfucking believably. Which, like, by the way, that is intentional. Like that, that is a thing that is done with intent. It is not possible with the insane amount of backlash that they got hit with. That wild amount of backlash that they didn't i mean we know this because like i've listened to podcasts with journalists who were like calling their pr people and getting responses and yet the tweet remained and Crazy. yet the tweet remained uh the ceo released a bad apology most likely for the sake of shareholders that's about it i i am increasingly worried about the culture of games right now like the like the yeah dude i'm in, it's it's everything is at a precipice yeah the... it's not just games my guy oh man guys i'm about to show tom the news he is gonna lose it yeah just like the the escapist like i know that post is deleted but like so were the so were the hn tweets like they, they were up it was up and the damage is done of the escapist being like we should do a second ethics in games journalism consumer movement and now like and now we're just fucking game companies are palling around with 8chan, which was like the SWAT organization team. And they're, and they're like, oh my God. 
Bummer shit, sometimes happy stuff, talk about, self-care corner. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm going to go first this week. No, you're not. I'm playing Dark Souls. The... Oh, yeah, you're playing Dark Souls on the Switch. The end. And you seem to be enjoying yourself. I mean, it, I, I am and I'm not, but you... that's the magic of, a, of From Software. You've objectively made it farther through that game than you have uh, when you played through. You tried to play through Bloodborne, so good job. Yeah, that's, that's all that matters to me. Um... Oh, my self-care corners. I'm going to get to take care of a sweet little cat. Sweet little cat named Lou, who has this, like, Shout out to huge Lou. fucking, I love Lou's belly. I love Lou's big, swole belly. Swollen little belly. That cat's good as shit. Good cat. Little weirdo. All, All right. right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, check out the new podcast, Brett Easton Hell Yes. It's on the network. It's very good. It's Katie from The Filmographer. She talks about Brett Easton Ellis. Yeah. And and speaking of The Filmographers, uh, uh, our our network member, host of The Filmographer is Lenny Burnham. Uh, he just launched his Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Lenny Burn, Burnham. Uh, Burnham. Phonetically. Yeah. Uh, go support our friends. Yeah. Lenny worked. Lenny fucking worked hard. Mm -hmm. Go go toss Lenny a couple bucks. Listen to the hard times. I work very hard on it. Liam does work very hard on the hard times. Very hard on it. Yes, has a hard time with it. We uh we just, they just interviewed fucking Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem. I didn't know they were a band. Now you do too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, have fun. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. And as we'll always, be there for you. Shoutouts to Mark. Shoutouts, Mark. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.